Welcome to the All Things BMX Show live. No, we oh, weren't. I'm sorry. No, we are now. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm done. We are now. Start over. What are we now, Chris? We're muted. You're already effing shit up. <laughs> No, that was me. <laughs> I own that one. Chris 100%. Right. fucked shit up already. We're only a minute into the goddamn show. The wheels have fallen off this train. Ozzy uh, is off the rails. Welcome to the All Things BMX Show live from the RITM studios in the bustling metropolis of Heartland, Michigan. This is episode for, uh, 40. 40. Oh. Well, in the hood, they call it 40. Uh, it's Boss Hoss. With our special guest, Scott Town. Awesome. I am your Welcome. host, lover of all things BMX. And uh, Chris, I would like to thank you <laughs> from taking time away from your nude modeling career that <laughs> oh, you no. and Billy launched with your nude alligator wrestling <laughs> campaign here a couple weeks ago that I did not know was going to take Dang. off. Uh, <laughs> who, knew yeah. there, who knew there was such a market for that? I don't know. And Lord, I hope there's not, because that's scary. I don't know how I ain't cashing in on that one yet. Um, somewhere out in there is Paul Remington. In, hey. hey, Mr. Paul. Uh, we don't know where he is, really. Richfield, I, I would Richfield imagine. Park. Oh, yeah, they got a night race tonight. Yeah, they're yeah. racing up there at mm. Richfield Park, Davis, and Michigan. Mm. Yeah. And he's from that shithole Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. Uh, Tell me not to swear. Yeah, told you that's going right out the window. Uh, Also, sitting behind Chris and I at the (laughs) Gate 9 producer's perch, we have the exquisite and one smoking hot BMX mama, Melissa. How are you? I am doing doing all right. Good deal. Uh, Happy Breast Cancer Awareness Month to everybody out there. Go out and get the girls checked. There's my PSA for the month. There you go. Well, that might be the first PSA we've had on the show, <laughs> other than Chris yelling at me to not swear. <laughs> mm, it's a good time. We're off and hey. running here. All right, let's rock and roll, people. We've got an action-packed show for you this evening, talking all things oh. BMX. Scott's going to be joining us on the Mighty Moe's BMX Cruise video line. Uh, as always, we have another heaping, loaded segment of news rumors and gossip that is brought to you by our friends over at nate's painting nate you better send that money in (laughs) (laughs) time to re-up it's time to re-up that no 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 cost ad (laughs) don't be shy shut up or put up yeah (laughs) show's opening is brought to you by our good friends over at gate nine custom number plates it's time to get your frosty beverage grab some mandingo pickles and don't be late for the gate chris all right hey welcome into the show everybody thanks for stopping by as always we want to make sure you are liking us on facebook uh facebook is brought to you by our friends over at heavy pedals bmx zine issue number four coming out anytime now yeah man he's got it all wrapped up it's gonna be out uh so get a hold of uh heavy pedals.com get your uh magazine ordered we're also on youtube which is sponsored by t-bone bmx we need you to subscribe and give us a thumbs up if you like what you're seeing on youtube uh we really need to grow that that's our our Are you ever gonna get the, the challenge the snapchat at, uh channel done snapchat, snapchat. is that I, even relevant i don't I, know 
I, it's not, not for your it's general not relevant audience. in my generation. I know that. Fourteen year olds. Yeah, like fourteen year olds. I saw Chris's TikToks though. <laughs> That's how he broke TikToks into that be dude modeling. Yeah, TikToks, dude. I, the only person I know TikToks is Alicia. All right. So, YouTube. <laughs> and my Laura. <laughs> oh, and Laura. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. All right. So, YouTube. Subscribe. Ring the bell. Give us a thumbs up when you're watching the video. Share it with all your friends. Same thing with the uh, Facebook. Jump in there. Hit that share button. Hit that like button. Share that on. You know, share it to your Facebook page. Tell all your friends. Come check us out. Send it as a text message because it counts for us. There you go. What We just need. So, when people start searching BMX, we want our name to come up in google youtube wherever it can just so we can get this thing growing and get some people sponsoring more sponsors all that fun stuff anyway so we're also on twitch which is sponsored by rsvp wedding and events we're on twitter which is brought to you by our good friends over at holly power sports and we have a podcast version of the show same exact show, just no video, obviously, because it's a podcast. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and we are now on Amazon Alexa. So you can ask Alexa to play the All Things BMX show, and she will find that and play it for you on the podcast. Podcast is brought to you by our good friend Joe Doherty, who is the host of the BMX In Our Blood podcast show. So give Joe, search them out, give Joe a follow and a like, check out his show. He does a great job. He was our guest a few weeks ago. Really enjoyed him joining us and hanging out with us. So check out his show. Uh, as always, we would love to hear from you. So if you have any news rumors or gossip anything special events going on at your track you want to share with us ideas for a show a guest you'd like to see on the show email us at all things bmx show at gmail.com also make sure you get in the chat if you have any questions let us know where you're watching from get your questions in there evidently billy's listening at a rest area right now Mm -hmm. oh really your wife is watching, though. My wife? Well, no, I don't know about your wife. <laughs> I was going to say, wait but a minute. But Chris's wife is Oh, is she? In. Oh. Hey, Shell. How you doing? <laughs> we might need to talk more later, Justin. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, hey, while, while she's on there, real quick, I just want to say before we go to commercial, Happy birthday to my daughter, Anna. She turned 20 on Monday. so Happy birthday. So I just wanted to do that real quick. I want to make sure I got that in there because I might forget when we're doing news when things get all crazy. Oh, so be 20 again. I know. It would be great, wouldn't it? Ugh. All right. So we're going to run to commercial again. So make sure you get into the chat. Uh, we're going to go hear from our friends at RSVP Wedding and Event Planning, and we will be right back. RSVP Wedding and Event Designs. Anything you can imagine under the sun for your wedding, corporate event, parties, or even private events. Winner of the prestigious Best of Weddings by The Knot. Family owned and operated by some really cool BMXers. Call them now, 248-301-5522. And tell them that the Michigan BMX Podcast Show... 
Our SVP wedding and event designs. Oh. Anything you can. Oh. Did it again. There you go. Hey, we're gonna have to charge them double. We played it twice. <laughs> oh, double we're... of nothing is nothing, though. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tables. annoy the heck out of everybody again. Are we muted right now? Or are no, we on? We're not. Okay, because I see. Red... Look at the goddamn thing in front of you. Now, Dude, I the see mic a red. Is, yeah, I the see mic a red is on top. Light. Oh Jesus. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, this that's what I'm asking. Fell off the rails. Hey, we, we started late. Guests? We're gonna start over. All right. Thank you, RSVP wedding and event planning, for your support of the show. Let's get to our guest. <laughs> we want to welcome you to tonight's show with our special guest, Scott Town, Mr. Patient Boss Hoss, Scott Town. <laughs> uh, man, we plan to discuss Scott's amazing epic BMX story this evening. Uh, you've been in some really rad stuff over the years. And as always, as Chris said earlier, we really, really, really uh, encourage listener participation. So get in the chat. Uh, if you know my phone number, text. You can uh you could text the uh, studio number. Those come through. So if you've got a question and you don't want to put it in the chat, you want to text it in, feel free. Send it in. You can email us, text us. I won't answer the phone if you call. So uh, without any further ado, no, let's yeah. welcome our guest. Scott, how are you? Good, thanks. Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're Hi. welcome. Thank you. Thank you, actually, for coming on with us. We really appreciate that. So, Heavy Pedals BMX. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> yeah, no, like we said earlier, issue four is on the way out. Be out in a, I don't know, real quick here. I don't have an exact date on when it's coming out, but I know it's finishing up right now. I saw a picture of the cover the other day. Need yeah, I'm privy. I'm kind of a, I'm privy to uh, Heavy Pedal's internal workings. I, I saw the um, PDF version or whatever the preview version of it, it looks really good it's oh great nice so many pages i can't believe it it's like a full-size magazine i mean yeah. it's not full-size format but you know what i mean number yeah. of pages, i think color I think, it's great yeah. i i think i saw like 68 pages i think it was something like that yeah so it should most be pretty bmx cool. magazines were weren't that long at the you know at the end of <laughs> various cycles of Oh, their yeah. uh, existence, you know, yeah. a lot of oh. them are less than that. Oh, like a BMX Action, BMX Plus, those type of guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, For those, sure. those things. Um, all right, so when we start out with Scott, we ask everybody the same exact question. So every, everybody already knows what we're going to ask you. First question out is, how did you find BMX? How did you get started in the sport of BMX? Um, I... Uh, I was really, like most people of my generation, I was really into Evil Knievel, and uh, I uh, was trying to emulate him, of course. Got the Evil Knievel poster. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. A <laughs> oh. uh, little bit to your right. A little bit to your right. There you go. Sweet. That's it right there. That's where it all started. Um, and... Uh, I, you know, we just tried to emulate that. We we're just all about it. Just my small group of friends and I just jumping bikes every day. I got hurt a couple times, got knocked out. My dad wouldn't let me jump bikes. I kind of feel like I've told the story a hundred times, but I, I realized that's kind of egotistical to think that anyone would have heard the story that would be listening to this. <laughs> but um, that's fine. Go ahead. That's no problem. I wasn't allowed to jump my bike. I wasn't allowed to leave the ground for. <coughs> a couple of years like that I was strictly forbidden <laughs> having my bike leave the ground which is kind of insane really? but I also kind of get it because I was just destroying myself but um 
but yeah, we found out about this track or about BMX races at this motorcycle track that was not too far from here in uh, early 1977, and that was it. We went to the very first race of the season that year, and it's been game on since then. You know, I started racing that day, and but how how old were you? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I was twelve. <laughs> I was twelve. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yep. That was a long time ago. So. And then the following year, that same friend, Larry Lois, a dear friend of mine still, his parents, he and his parents opened the Plainwell BMX track that was open just not far from where I'm sitting right now. That was open from 1978 to 1985. That was a, why am I sitting so off center? Um, that was a key track in the, you know, Michigan racing scene in the 80s and the 70s. The first couple of years, it wasn't sanctioned or anything. Most tracks weren't back then around here, at least, you know. No. No. Um, NBL was new, and NBL was kind of the only sanctioning body uh, east of the Mississippi, really. I, I, there was MPSA yeah. and stuff like that, but anyway, yeah. it eventually became an ABA track um, in 1980, I want to say. Okay. And then it was an ABA track till the end of its run mm-hmm. in 1985. Okay. Cool deal. So, Evil Knievel, eh? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, that was really. I mean, that's the abbreviated story. Like, I just Did, so I didn't ever play sports. Like, I didn't know how to play any sports at all. Like, I was so terrible at baseball or football or any normal sports. Like, I liked yeah. them, but I just my dad wasn't into them, and I don't think he really knew how to play them either. So he didn't really. I don't know. He was busy. My dad was awesome, but like that wasn't his thing at all. You know, so it kind yeah. of wasn't my thing. I was just always into stuff with wheels. I always wanted a motorcycle. I, wanted, I got a motorcycle when I was 10, like kind of a weird old a Bridgestone. Bridgestone made motorcycles at one time, and it was like a really? street bike. Terrible, but I would love to have it now. It was really cool, but I didn't huh. think it was that cool then. You know? <laughs> but I got a, like a Honda Trail 70 eventually, and it was fun. Like I would have loved to have raced motorcycles, I think, but that was just so that was so far out of reach from anything that I was doing, you know, yeah. or just the cost and accessibility even though that track where we raced bmx was a motorcycle track and sometimes we they would have a motorcycle race after the bmx race so we'd watch that for a little bit and i was like man i could do that but it just wasn't (laughs) on the same track i didn't have a motorcycle so you couldn't race the trail 70 at least but wait you 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 would have a motorcycle race on the same track that you guys race bmx on the the first track where we raced BMX was at a motorcycle track. Oh, okay, gotcha. And part of the track, part of the BMX track was on the actual motorcycle track, hmm. if you can imagine. There was no starting gate or anything, and you started on one of the jumps of the motorcycle track uh, and uh, with a flag. That oh, was it. it's just wow. a flag, drop the flag and hit it? Yeah. 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 Yep. You remember your first BMX bike? What was it? Yeah. Um, Do you still have, have it? <laughs> No, I don't have it, but I have one like it. It was a full suspension bike. It's crazy. Here, I'm gonna, I'm, it's right here, so I'm going to show you. Cool. A little museum set up there. Oh, my God, look at that bike. My wife doesn't consider it a museum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's not here, so we're going to go with it. <laughs> Looks like I'm a hernia showing you this, but. Wow. Full suspension. Jesus Christ, it's so heavy. I can't even tell you. And, uh, Holy smokes. That is so cool. But that's what they had back then. Just took out a 
crucial pillar in my basement. <laughs> Keep my flooring upstairs. But yeah, I mean, it's it was made by like a mini bike company, which I later learned I didn't know any of this at the time, of course. But it's built like a mini bike, like it's so overbuilt, but yeah. also underbuilt. Like the the suspension fork that I showed you, like it, it's just springs. It's it's hard to explain, but the only thing holding the lowers of the fork on to the upper part are the springs and there's little metal tabs like sheet metal tabs that are bent over the springs oh it, it's so dangerous like it's the biggest liability <laughs> but it, but, it uh, does when you look at the frame though it does kind of give you that mini bike like that's oh, what yeah. it kind of looks like yeah. so yeah it's it's pretty wild though i, I see from the chat absolutely oh. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I see from the chat, Autumn is telling us that our little ATV rider, Edward, was, was on that bike at the Ride for Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was there. It was a featured bike, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. That is cool. Um, yeah, we can talk about that, too. I don't know. The history stuff was crazy. It's from so long ago. Like, <laughs> It's so unrelatable to most people because it seems made up because it's oh. just so different from how BMX is now. Well, it's in a lot of, of ways. In a lot of ways, it's the same. But well, it's part of the history. It's how it's evolved. That's where it started. And I mean, now we're to carbon fiber and yeah. disc brakes and all that craziness going on. So yeah, yeah. no, it's it's yeah. evolving. It's forever changing. You got so. disc brakes on your bike? Yep. No, I do not. <laughs> do well, you, do you? The ironic thing about that bike, like <laughs> because. We just didn't, there was no way to get educated really. Like we didn't know any better. We thought because magazines were, you know, magazines are always like months behind where you would see them. We didn't really even see magazines yet. There weren't really magazines yet. There was one, there was mini cycle BMX action, which later became super BMX. And I had some of those from really early ones from like 1975 that my mom would buy me. <clears throat> And they had like homemade monoshock bikes in them. Like they, they, they didn't even call BMX BMX. They called it pedal cross. Like it wasn't even really. I know it was called BMX in most circles probably by then. But in that magazine, they were calling it pedal cross. And I think that was probably huh. trying to differentiate it from motocross, from motorcycle motocross, because it was really a motorcycle magazine, you know. But yeah, huh. it's pretty, pretty crazy, pretty primitive and crude and. The second bike that, so the point of that long-winded story is that that bike was so, that was never a competitive bike, but certainly by then it wasn't. And like the best guys at the track, there were some, you know, like factory built modern 1977 bikes that were Webco's and Redlines oh, yeah. and Mongoose bikes like that, that really aren't that much different than bikes now. They're a lot shorter and, you know, heavier. Yeah, the top have. tubes are a lot shorter much shorter yeah. yeah like six inches shorter <laughs> right <laughs> just, hard to imagine but it's really true i'm looking at a picture of Stu thompson right now on my other computer on a mongoose airing out of a skate park bowl and he's six two i know for a fact he's six two and i think he wrote a custom mongoose with like a 16 inch top tube maybe or 17 yeah. but that's insane to think about six two and like that's what he always yeah. raced. Like at the peak, he dominated BMX on bikes that were that small. You know. Yeah, it, it is wild how how that that part of it's evolved so much. It, it's crazy. So how could they not figure out to just make a longer bike? Like, okay, these big guys are racing. The top pros are they weren't really adults. You know, like they were 
or maybe they were 20 or whatever, but they were young men, but like yeah. they couldn't figure out to make a bike that was longer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Or, or maybe at that time it was, you know, this is what everybody's got the same thing. You know, they weren't doing all that yeah. custom one-off stuff for the pro riders yeah. and that kind of thing probably at that point, but sure. Who knows? But you like as a historian, which I hate to use that term. sounds kind of, um, pretentious but I certainly am you know like I'm just such a nerd about it but and I didn't know it at the time but they did make custom bikes for those guys but they were just a little bit like that's what I was saying like the Stu Thompson bike is like an inch longer than a regular mongoose but it's still four inches too short for a giant <laughs> dude like that you right know? yeah um, now yeah. you've uh you've had some pretty cool jobs in the industry and uh, we wanted to kind of talk about and walk through, even those out of the industry, let's uh, kind of chat a little bit about how the move to Soul Kale and eventually back to Michigan where you were an editor for uh, American Freestyler and uh, we got to talk about this band. And then uh, worked for Etnies and Dig. I forgot to do that. <laughs> and then, so we're gonna uh, cover a lot, comp, of, uh, lot of ground. So we got we got a little bit to cover here. Let's start with uh, one. What 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 spurred the move to uh, Soul Kale? Well, I raced. I raced up through the A Pro ranks. Um, like I raced nonstop, like any race I could for from nineteen seventy seven through. In 1982, I, I, I um, dislocated my shoulder real badly, and I started doing that more and more, and I had to have surgery. I had surgery in 1984, and that really kind of upturned my BMX career um, just because it took – it's not like now. When someone has surgery like that now, they're instantly into physical therapy, and, like, they're back on their bike in two months maybe. But, you know, it was pretty major surgery, but – I mean, it was like most of the year, like I was just done. And when I did start racing again, I shouldn't have, I was not even prepared at all. Like where now, if you have that kind of surgery, like they want using it and rehabbing it right away. And I was like, I had this really restrictive sling thing that just held my arm against my stomach for, I was supposed to wear it for like two months. Like I wasn't supposed to move my arm at all. It's called and an I drove a stick, <laughs> so I was shifting. I was in this my right arm, of course. I'm shifting with my left hand, driving a stick, and it was insane. But, um, and that that kind of derailed BMX racing for me. But at the, around the same time, my my dad started selling bike parts at the racetrack when, like, the first year of the Playmall track. So my second year racing, he started selling parts, like vending at the track. And that became like a real business for him, even though he had a full-time job during the week and we were selling stuff from our house and people, I still know people that race now that um, came to my house to buy stuff. Brian Miller bought stuff from my dad's house or from our house. Well, my dad was a gunsmith too. This is um, not to make the story super long, but my dad was a gunsmith. So like when I was born, he was a gunsmith and worked on guns and made custom, beautiful custom guns mm-hmm. and like carved stocks out of walnut and didn't engraving and just he's a machinist was his his real job nice. but, um, so really perfectionist about that kind of stuff 
and uh, he had like gun customers that became bike customers. Like Brian Miller's dad bought guns or had guns worked on by my dad before BMX, which is kind of cool. Sweet. So, but anyway, that evolved into us selling bike parts, and then eventually into a real bike shop that opened in '84, which is also, you know, right around the time my shoulder was slowing me down on the track. And then, mm. in it's another long story. All these stories are long, but <laughs> that's right. I ended up moving to California. We had the bike shop. Things are going whatever. Done with high school. Done with. Not, not done with racing at all. I was still trying to race. I was really into skateboarding. Um, we sold skateboards at our shop. So that was kind of all part of our, just my circle. Like it still is. And, and the, shop, the shop's out of the house still at this point? No, no, no. It was a real shop. It was a real shop in town, in oh, okay. Plainwell, where we live, which is hard to imagine a shop there. But no, we had a real shop at this point. Oh, cool. Um, what was the name? I worked there every day. I was going to community college and stuff like that. But... Um, I entered a trivia contest in BMX Plus magazine, and it was really difficult. And that I swear the only reason I entered it is because it was so difficult. I'm like, man, no one's gonna, no one's gonna know this stuff. It's crazy, like really obscure stuff. And I won the trivia contest. And do you you know Mike Cruz? Do you know who he is? Yes, he's been on the show. BMX News. Yeah, right. He's he's one of uh, our buddies. Yeah. Well, he worked at BMX Plus already, and I already knew him, and had like gone to races with him, went to the Grands with him, in this crazy '70s car he called the Transport, like the, the most ridiculous car you wouldn't let your kids like go across town. We went to Oklahoma from Michigan in, ah. and uh, we'll have to ask him about that next time he's on. Oh my God, you better <laughs> block out some time because there's a lot of stories. I'm only part of a few of them. They were amazing, like they were just insane trips, but. Anyway, he worked at BMX Plus. I think he came up with the trivia questions. And, uh, like, John Carr is the editor of the magazine. And was like, wow, this guy knows a lot of stuff. And Mike was like, I know him. That's my friend Scott, you know. And it just one thing led to another. And I was offered a opportunity to um, interview for the job, I guess. And I, I flew out there, not with the job locked in by any means, but with a good chance of it, I guess, and I ended up getting the job. So that's why I moved to California was to work at BMX Plus. Oh, cool. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. So w what type of thing did you do at BMX Plus? Were you that? I was the associate editor, so I was okay. writing articles. Like okay. I wrote um, magazine tests, not that many race reports, but a few of those, like I would go to races with John. and could, Because I wasn't really a uh, photographer when I first started there. Sorry, I keep moving the wrong way. Um, <laughs> it's a little I, confusing uh, sometimes. Yeah. So I wasn't doing too much event stuff, although I go to events, but because I wasn't a primary photographer, I wasn't really writing like the race reports and stuff, but okay. like all new product reviews and like just a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, bike tests and that type of thing. Yeah. I was really involved in bike tests because I was a capable rider. I won't say I was a great rider, but believe it or not, it was hard to find test riders because a lot of pro riders couldn't do it because they're sponsored. You know, like a GT sponsored rider couldn't be a test rider for BMX Plus riding a mongoose. You know, it just it's not a good look. Some, <laughs> there were some yeah. sponsored test riders, but a lot of them just couldn't do it. Or it's just always scheduling was tough or whatever. So I would end up testing bikes, and I had so many photos in the magazine just because I was there and like, oh, Scott. Do you want to take some runs on this and 
blast a berm or do a half-assed tabletop or whatever and yeah. ended up in the magazine a lot which was so they, cool did not, they it wasn't the way i wanted to be in the magazine i wanted to be in the magazine for my actual racing accomplishments or jumping <laughs> right. or whatever but yeah anyway you know so take, they, they have you all yeah. done up in the bmx plus leathers and the jersey and the oh. all that oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i have tons of photos of that stuff i have um hold on <laughs> hold on <laughs> yeah well for for younger younger people that don't don't know about this stuff they had like actual uniform that these guys would wear when they would shoot these bike tests for you younger guys there was a thing called a magazine that was made of paper and <laughs> right pictures and words way too many words kids hate to read well the thing about the magazine too was like you said in the beginning of the show they would cover a race and the race would be like three months before oh yeah you know it's absolutely old news yeah you know you'd be getting uh race coverage and it would show up in magazines it would show up in your house in like december january february and it would be races from you know august september you know yeah absolutely july old news yeah literally old news yeah so um kind of falling flat on this but but But, yeah anyway so i worked at BMX Plus, and then American Freestyler was a freestyle magazine that was an offshoot of BMX Plus. Okay. They kind of pushed me into that one. I didn't not want to do it, but I just kind of – this is kind of funny. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to knock shit over and also not show you what I'm looking for. Okay, so that – the the little, picture the of the blue. triangle, yeah. right? Yeah, we can see that. That's – Okay, that's Harry Leary. This is the cover of the magazine, right? That's Harry Leary, and then I'm behind him in that picture, which is kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a race, though. It was just a, was a photo was shoot. A test. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably a Diamondback, assume. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had photos in that article too. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I was just trying to. Here, I know this trying to here. grab something real quick and <laughs> it doesn't work. That's how it always goes. Yeah, we got grandpa on the phone again, he's telling his stories. <laughs> Let, uh, <laughs> while, while you're looking that up, let's talk about uh, you, you were out there for American Freestyle Magazine for a few years, um, and then you ended up in a band. Yeah, let's talk about how BMX died in 1988 first because it shit got <laughs> yeah, bad. It was done. BMX um, was absolutely 100% done. Donezo. Was there um, one particular I went, I went to work thing at that another magazine it? after BMX Plus called Super BMX. Yeah. That people remember Super BMX as a super dumb magazine that had Knight Rider on the cover. But when I worked for it, it was with Steve Garberson, who works for Vital MX yeah. now. He's like a pretty. Yeah. revered um, motocross photographer and yeah. he also worked for BMX Action he hired me to work at Super BMX and I was really proud of the work we did there and yeah. I, people that remember the last couple of years of it Teen Beat Magazine or something you know, yeah that, they had that's these... what I'm referring to that so, yeah Come on, man. That's really bad. That was way before me. That was really embarrassing. Here's the photo I was looking for, guys. Hey! 
That's me. Uh, that's a full color shot in BMX Plus. Oh, lower, go down same, a little bit. That's that same issue. Move it down a little bit. Oh, We're sorry. only seeing the bottom half of it. Oh, there wow. you go. Look at that uniform and all. Grizzly. Yep. How cool! So that's the full uniform. This, the kit, you know, if I post a picture like this, which I'm as a narcissist, of course I do. Um, <laughs> people always compliment the uniform. Oh, that uniform! Oh my god, they just can't get over the uniform, which is funny because when I, I'd never like even back then or long before that like early 80s like i was always like jeans guy like at the racetrack like i never liked wearing leathers and stuff but yeah but anyway yeah like bmx really really took a dive and it was just kind of done and super bmx closed its doors and bmx plus stayed around and bmx action and freestyle stayed around for a couple more years and i contributed to those after i moved back to michigan but when super bmx shut its doors i just i was over california i was ready to move home anyway so yeah, that one you're showing is way before my time. But uh, what was uh, what was your question, Melissa? Oh, I was just curious if there's any one particular thing that you attribute the demise of BMX in '88 to. No, I don't know. It's tough. Like no one can just kind of get their mind flittered out. Yeah, you know things work in cycles, and freestyle became a really big deal, and then freestyle. Freestyle was so wacky in the 80s and <laughs> like it was so corny and people yeah. got really into it and then well speaking of uniform they all wore uniforms you know they had the whole kit going yeah. on and and the weird bikes that were just kind of junky and they yeah, were all, so lame like all the I couldn't, stands I and all when the we, stands when we did, and all that stuff built into the frame and all that stuff yeah and none of it worked and when we would do at the magazine when we would test bikes like that and I'd have to ride them I'm like god this bike just sucks they're so heavy and <laughs> literally like clunky like rattling around with goofy parts that you were oh, just talking man. about like the frame standards you'd hit your ankle on you're like oh dude that hurts so bad like <laughs> they were just garbage and that that's part of it yeah. like the bikes weren't rideable and they were expensive and they were all that's when production was shifting to Taiwan which is whatever it's inevitable you know like and eventually that was okay and some of those early bikes were okay but they were just lesser quality and they're always heavier and they would break and the forks would bend and cranks would bend and yeah. that had a lot to do with it i think and then the big thing about freestyle bmx is that it's really hard like it looks really fun and guys that are good make it look easy but yeah. you can't like you just can't do it like i was a pro bmx racer and like a competent jumper and I would try to do like the most basic flatland tricks and just get so frustrated. I'm like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to ever do this again. Like it just would make me nuts. Yeah. And I was a good bike rider. And for like an average kid that was just learning how to ride BMX anyway, and then he's trying to do all these complex tricks. It was just so far out of reach, except yeah. for those, you know, select few that figured it out. And yeah. Th those guys that could do it, that's why they were good. Cause they made it look easy, you know? And yeah, it was, you exactly. know, like uh, RL Osborne, you just watch that guy oh, yeah. and it was just like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I got to try do that. And <laughs> nope. <laughs> RL is amazing. I dude, I have so much respect for that guy. It's so insane to me that he's all of a sudden fully back into BMX now. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Get and kill Out of nowhere. I, after so long, like that guy literally washed his hands. Like he was in the movie Joe Kid on a Stingray. They interviewed him for that. But he, besides that, 
Like, I can't think of one time when he was, like, he doesn't go to reunions. Like, he's not active in anything BMX-related. Like, it was almost like he was denying its existence. But he's not now, and it's awesome. Like, he's totally riding, and he's legit. Like, he's super good still. He still got it. (laughs) Hard flatland tricks. And I saw, like, I watch a lot of those videos, and he's jumping big boxes, and it's awesome. I love yeah, that. It's it's amazing that you know. I mean, he's. I don't know how old he is. I assume he's in his late forties, early fifties, somewhere in there. No, in his late fifties. He's fifty seven. Okay, so he's a little older. Well, and then there was a point where he wasn't making money because no one was making money <laughs> either. You know, <laughs> right. I but, thought that was the whole time. I'm, I'm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, there, no was, I mean, there was some decent he, money back in the '80s, but not now. Yeah, for sure, Did he was part of it, interest? and more power to him. That dude, if anyone deserves it, like he, you know, his dad owned and started Wizard Publications, which is PMX Action and Freestyle Magazine, and his sister's Wendy Osborne is one of the most prominent photographers of all time. PMX. PMX, yeah the most respected photographer ever. Yeah. So RL kind of maybe like, I don't know. I never heard anyone even say this, but you just kind of assume because his dad and sister are running the magazine. That's why he's in it all the time. But that dude was so good and so dedicated and he could do it all. Like he was a racer. He was in the very first issues of BMX action as a test rider doing legit jumps and always up until he was a pro rider in the late eighties. And, started his own company bully in the uh the 90s like he was legit he was 100 percent dedicated to his craft and like yep. gets full full respect from me and should from everyone i think people mm-hmm. a lot of people get bummed when people when someone takes that route and they're just like well you know that was that was then i'm doing this now I, i'm a normal dude and yeah. i have a job and yeah i know he has his own business and stuff and it's just super rad to see him back because yeah, I know. A lot of people are really enjoying it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah and his son is the one that produces those videos, from what I understand, and is yeah. in the videos, and it's pretty funny just to see the interaction between the two, because yeah. his son's like a young adult, you know, yeah. he's not like a Well, hey, if kid. he's listening, we, we wouldn't mind having him on the show sometime, so if anybody yeah. has contact be, with him, hook him up with us, we'll see if we can get him on. Yeah, it'd be great. That'd be fun. But, but it back, was really back to cool. you. <laughs> back to you, yeah, yeah, but Let's I, talk about you know, how you I'm ended up behind, a, I'm lead singer of a band I want to be you know so I've always wanted to be when I wasn't going to be a pro racer like I liked working at the magazine I liked writing and I liked taking photos and I eventually started taking more and more photos you know and that was a big part of it too and I kind of like that I kind of like that part better because BMX Action Magazine meant so much to me and had so much to do with my not BMX Plus I noticed I said (laughs) I said BMX Action (laughs) Right. It had so much to do with everything I was about. Like I hundred like I my mom left when I was twelve and you know, broken home, the whole deal. Like 
I just relied on that. Yeah. Um, that the magazine meant so much. So let's talk about how you went from being the guy behind the scenes to you being the front man of destruction. No. <laughs> destruction. Did, no. It was actually called the deconstruction. Deconstruction. It was in, in the 90s. If you, if, you, if you want me to be candid, which I always am. Yeah, please. Make um, sure you throw in some fuck bombs, too, because it gets Chris <laughs> all fired up. I think I've been doing a good job of not swearing. You've I, been I, doing I great. Crying, and I didn't even get to the part I know I'm going to cry about. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, the band thing is honestly, when I was... I, after I moved back to Michigan, I ran the family bike shop, and... Uh, if you saw where that bike shop was now, you just wouldn't believe that there's any business there, let alone a bike shop. Like it's, it's just not, a, it's not even a business zone. I mean, it's zoned technically for a business, but like there's no other businesses around it. It's in plain white. I was way more into street riding, like figuring out wall rides or and I rode all the time until I just kind of didn't just skating kind of took over and I did get really into music and was in bands. And um, the time I was in a band was from like 91 to 97, which is exactly the time I wasn't into BMX. Just those five. I know that's not five years, but <laughs> close enough. Um, Nobody's counting. Those five, six years, whatever. Five, but six, seven. <laughs> yeah. 91 to 97 is six years. Come on. <laughs> I got one, two. But, but that's when I wasn't into BMX. And I, I will tell this to keep this BMX. I just wanted something else. I just wanted something to fill that void because I just love BMX. And it, that's kind of all I've ever known. It's all I did. And skateboarding <clears throat> for me is really similar to BMX in the my approach to it and the way I feel about it and the way I do it I guess so that that kind of filled the void and still kind of does but I've never was good enough at skateboarding for it to really do the trick like when I like I had a good mountain bike in the 90s like I bought a like I invested in a Gary Fisher mountain bike I'm like all right cool now I'm a mountain biker and I just was never a fucking mountain biker at all. <laughs> just so did not that, work you know? <laughs> Yeah, I liked it, and I would like I would go mountain bike riding and be hungover and dying and like this isn't fun. I just wanted to jump and go down the hills. I didn't want to climb up the stupid hills, you know, which <laughs> what right. a lot of my biking is. But um, I yeah, I really and I, I think it's really more a coincidence than anything. But by the time like that, the deconstruction is the band you re, you mentioned. That band went on tour and we played a lot of shows and. 
I really enjoyed doing that, but I really, it, you know, kind of, it ran its course. And when that was done, I was in a couple other bands, but then I was like, man, I'm going to get another bike. Like I always had a bike or part of a bike laying around. <laughs> right. Always, always <laughs> do. Yeah. And my dad had a bike shop, so it wasn't like, it wasn't accessible. Like I was able to piece together a bike, but, um, I started riding again in 97 and that was right when, uh, I got the job. So I had been managing that skate shop and it's right when I got the job as a sales rep working with another rep, he needed help. <clears throat> he needed someone to help with the shoe part of it, which is at nice. And, uh, okay. that's a skate shoe brand that was heavily involved with BMX and still is. And, uh, that's when I started repping. So I was, also started traveling like I didn't I didn't even own a car for a few years I lived downtown Kalamazoo and I worked in town and I would walk everywhere or skate it was kind of awesome like there's no place to park where I worked the skate shop was like right downtown Kalamazoo and uh I just I don't know I didn't care about having a car I was kind of proud to not have a car if that makes sense which mm-hmm. seems insane right. now because I rely <laughs> on it so much but yeah um but when I started rapping, I had a van and I was going all these places. And one of the first places I went, one of the first trips I took, I went to a, a skate shop in Toledo called Just Skateboards, which is still there. And the guy was like, and I had a bike with me. Like it was all kind of at the same time. <clears throat> like, Oh, you got a BMX bike? Are you going to Chango World? And I didn't know what Chango World was, but that was this fairly new indoor skate park in Cleveland or North Ridgeville. The most amazing skate and, park ever. Right. And I went there the next day and I'd never, I had been, I had been to scrap skate park in Chicago. So, and there's a skate park in Kalamazoo that's still here, which is amazing, but it's fairly small. And it's not K-Zoo, really. Skate Zoo. Yeah. It's right down the street. K. Um, say that again. K Zoo Skate Zoo. Jesus yep. Christ. Hey, I've, I've yeah. never heard of it. I don't know. <laughs> it's been there since 1990. It's amazing. My, my good friend Bill runs it. It just reopened. It's been closed for quarantine until last week it reopened which is awesome Ah, but uh cool anyway i went to chango world that that's on that same trip the next day i went there and my mind was just blown like that was 97 early fairly early 97 so it wasn't the full chango world experience yet but like it had the wooden rhythm section and the wall rides and all of it it was so rad and and for those that are don't know it was in a old um Kmart. Kmart. Yeah, thank you. Um, so it was really? it was huge, but it had like it was it was funny because they had the lower ceiling, so they'd have to pull the tiles <laughs> out. But the fire marshal would make them put the ceiling tiles back in because they couldn't have an open ceiling. Uh, but the oh my gosh. the neat thing was is um, if anyone's traveled to Rays and you see and you've rode there or saw a video like the the rhythm packs and the jumps and things like that where it's kind of like a track um changa had that way way before yeah they were the first one i think i could be wrong but i think that was the first place that had a wooden rhythm section that was like mimicking trails it was made out of wood so awesome yeah it was it was hard to ride like i remember because i didn't i didn't know how to ride trails really either because remember i hadn't ridden bmx for five years so modern trails kind of evolved during that time I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I remember, um, I'm going all over the place. But anyway, that's when I started that's really good. getting into BMX again and Chango World. And then 
skate more and more skate parks were opening and then by the early 2000s like there were public skate parks opening everywhere so that really confirmed it for me like i was really busy working and on the road all the time but literally every day i would go to a skate park like i would never go to cleveland on monday because chango world wasn't open on monday so i'm like all right i'm going on tuesday <laughs> I go to Chamber World and then I'm going to Dayton or whatever. You know, like there were just places to go for so, every one of those places. So and sometimes it was for like from eight till nine at the end of a super long travel day where I worked all day. But, you know, that's better than going to a hotel and, you know, sitting there watching drinking. television all night or something. Yeah. yeah. Drinking Bud Lights. Yeah. Exactly. Drinking Bud Lights. Yeah. So you yeah, scheduled, your, scheduled your sales calls around BMX riding places. Uh, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I was dealing with mostly skateboard shops and you know shoe stores and yeah. bike and bike shops. There was a period where quite a few bike shops were involved in BMX too. So, and like this that is was, uh, this is when you're working for Etnies, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked for Etnies for 13 years. That was a, that was a that was a long part of it. So that nice. That gets us a. That's a big leap from 97 to 2010. <laughs> yeah. And when we come back from commercial, we got to go listen to our friends over at Mighty Moe's BMX Cruise. Um, we're going to talk about uh, you working for Dig and uh, Dan's Comp, how I met you at the yep. Dirty Owasso Session Skate Park. Um, Trip. Yeah. Uh, so it was a great place. Uh, and we're going to come right back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So before we how do that, this, how long is this break? Uh, it can be as long as you need. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do run to the break, we want to make sure if you have any questions, get them in the chat. And when we come back from commercial, we'll we'll, we'll run through the chat and see if there's any questions. And we'll talk, like Justin said, about the Dig Magazine, Dan's Comp, uh, Owasso Skate Park, all that fun stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, that cleverly concealed beverage was one of these guys well you had to promote the heavy pedal yeah i'm like koozie. Non, non-beer koozie <laughs> yeah all right we'll be right back hey metro detroit it's time to experience the coolest store you've never been to magic motorsports in waterford discover over forty thousand square feet of savings from motorcycle parts accessories and service to hoodies coats jackets and sunglasses from oakley and spy and so much more looking for that perfect gift you'll find it here get big discounts on everything every day we also carry the area's largest selection of bmx bikes and accessories and we change motorcycle tires while you wait magic motorsports on dixie highway just west of telegraph in waterford And <laughs> and we're back. How are you, Chris? I'm, I'm doing great, Justin. How, how's things going over there on the technical it's, side of things? Um, it's good. It's good. Cool. Let's check in with Melissa. <laughs> Who's in the chat, Melissa? That's Why don't we do some shout-outs to the chat? There's Who's in so, the chat? You guys are killing me. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think nobody must have slept last night. I don't know. Nah. Um. Anyways, we should say a uh, big hello to our buddy Robert Cardoza. He is oh. hanging with us. All right. Um, Bob, I'm going to mess up your last name, and but I'm going to go for it. Poffenbarger says, hey, Scotty. Uh, Autumn Hullub from the West Side is um, in. Oh, and, and Mag yeah. wants me to ask Scotty to tell a particular story here in a minute. 
Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that one. Uh, what's up, Bob, Kyle? Sorry. What's up, Bob? <laughs> Kyle Wood says, what's up? Uh, Randall yep. said he's uh, listening to us because he's working on bikes, as he usually does. He's going to be going to Louisville, Randall. too. Randall. Yep. Oh, Randall David. Yep. Okay. Uh, Manny Ramirez says, what's what up, up, guys? Manny? Hey, Manny. Diablo's racing Texas team DeSoto BMX is where he's hey. from. Diablo. Uh, oh, yeah. Ron Walker's with us. Uh, Joffrey LaFontaine says uh, he remembers the good old Plainwell BMX track. That's um, my man. He was, uh, he was out of Lansing on Saturday doing the, uh, I think he was in the uh, flat pedal breast cancer race. Nice. Cool deal. Yeah. Um, I like it. Let's see. Dave Ferrelli says hi from Down Under. Good day, mate. Ooh. What's up, mate? Hey. Screaming Neiman, as usual, has joined us and a shout out to Chenga. I know you guys, I've heard you guys talk about that before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chenga's amazing. Um, he got kicked out of the hotel by Chenga World. It's such a good story. Someday we'll share. <laughs> oh, uh, Coming up in a future episode. Yeah. Jenny My from- friend Kelly Baker got a DUI in the parking lot of Changa on his BMX bike. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and, on had, a bike. and he lives in New York and literally had to go back to Cleveland to go to court for his DUI. Oh, my God. And he was shooting bottle rockets out of his bare hands riding a BMX bike in the parking lot. If anyone knows oh. Kelly Baker, that's not a surprise. <laughs> no, straight out of the oh Kelly gosh. Baker. Such a badass. <laughs> I, uh, I got thrown out of the drive-thru uh, party store. Uh, that was like a few blocks from Changa because I rode through it on my bike. <laughs> yeah, those were kind of an Ohio thing, weren't they? The drive-through party. They were. Seems. Yeah, I think huh? they still have like them. A yeah, that's a good idea. I, I don't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea. Well, they didn't I like. Pedal, a bad idea. They didn't like pedal bikes. <laughs> oh, did you try to pedal pedal bike that's through the drive-through? That's why they threw me out of there. That's why they threw me out. Of it was like, let me just get that case of beer, yo. They're like, no. You get your ass out of here. Melissa. Yes. Uh, I have this picture of my grandma. It's so bizarre. She has like two little clowns. Yeah, that's creepy. I'm going to have nightmares. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. Here's another random thing, Scott. I don't know if you've noticed this. Uh, we oh, finally got I was going to point that out. Go yeah. ahead, Melissa. No, no, no. I was going to ask if anybody um, actually noticed. Uh, yeah. What, what Chris's we? helicopter finally made it. Yeah. Can you can is, y'all see it now? I'm so freaking blind. I can't see yeah, anything. Right. Look at that guy. Chris. Oh, wow. Cool. Chris, the chopper has landed. Chris has a model of his chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Oh gosh! Fit Ron Burgundy in it. And, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to, to modify cut his it. legs off. Yeah, something. That's amazing. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna modify it's not it. That random. Stuff. <laughs> it is All right, random. Scott. I I yeah, got moving um, right along. We got some first off, Jenny from the block says hi, peeps. What's up? She says Jerry Mania is catching the live show for the first time. Mr. Landrum, yes. future guest. Up, Thank Jerry? you. Isn't he next That's week? No, not next oh, week. No, not next week. I'm Wait sorry. Off. Um. Okay. So I, I didn't know. Do we want to oh, talk about grands from back in the day? Do you want to talk about um your best BMX day from the past or your current BMX collection? Ooh, three. I don't care. Well, all right. Well, we'll um, go. Let's, let's we'll go all the way back in time. Uh, here, I want to show you this. This is a play. I was 
I wasn't really looking for a picture of my grandma. I just kind of came across that. But <laughs> this is a uh, plain oil. This is plain oil. This oh, is wow. rad. This is the this is the last race ever at plain, plain oil, oil BMX. BMX. Okay. This is so confusing. Right Here. there. Right. That's oh, good. Oops. Perfect. Nope. Oh, I'm hang on. Sorry. Hang on. Just a second. We just there you go. Got a little technical thing going on here, real quick. <laughs> I'm not talking That's awesome. bad about you. So, the guy in the middle is number 88 in the SE colors, is me. Um, this is the very last race at Plainwell. This is the pro, I don't know if it's pro main, but I won, which is kind of rad because it was 1985 and I wasn't really at the top of my game anymore. But the Plainwell track had a um, super crazy first turn that just was impossible it was just too wide and it was too tight and it was just melee every race there was a crash in the first turn almost and i knew that and i got kind of a shitty start in the in the main and uh i just hung back and did a high low and i won i was so stoked because Again, I wasn't really at the top of my game at that point, but it was cool to win the very last race there. Because I also won the first race there when uh, I was 13 uh, all in that, 1978. That is cool. So first and last. Yeah. First, and I place, know, first place, first and last race. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's kind of rad, right? Like, Oh, sure. I don't think anyone was at the last race that was at the first race. Besides <laughs> like me, you know? So. <laughs> Oh, it worked just, out perfect for you then. I won by attrition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. Michael Mag wants you, Scott, to tell us the story uh, of one year at the Grands that you weren't doing so well, and something about a joke using your name. What? I'll read what he says. Scott has to tell the story of what they said at the Grands one year. He oh, didn't do I know so he's well. I know he's he made a joke using his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm deciphering this. <laughs> I feel like you're censoring. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, okay. No, no, not, not in the least. I So that picture I just showed you, I might have been wearing the same leathers, which is funny. But I wrote for SE for a couple of years, and or for really one year, I guess. It was right, it was 85, so it was a year before I moved to California. But um, I had leathers, and it was kind of a popular, corny 80s thing to have like a slogan on the back of your leathers, like, Across Greg your Hill, butt, you lose, and <laughs> Stu had still the one, and just corny shit like that, you know. Oh, that's Which, hilarious. if you're Stu Thompson or Greg Hill, it's not corny because they're dominating and they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, they but, could um, they could back it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. literally. But for people but that don't know, had, that was across the butt on the leathers. It would be right across the, like, yeah, right across exactly. your butt. I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, go, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Kind of weird. Anyway, right. But I had, because my last name is Town, I had going to town. And that's kind of a long story. Cause right. That, your race pants are going to have going to town on it. I, I yeah. think we should bring Basically that back. I think that is a cool thing. I, yeah, I, I had my, uh, I don't know, I think I had my last name or my first name across my butt. Okay, well, that nothing, isn't story. Nothing cool like yours. <laughs> I mean, not as cool as, I mean, beer's cool, but yeah. not going to town. Yeah. But that's not the that's not the story. Oh, that's shit. not even sorry. the punchline. We're, we're not there yet. <laughs> All right, sorry. As you're probably learning with me, your crescendo is amazing, Scott. <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> no, it's not. Long winded. <laughs> but so check it out. 
I got fifth in the semi, big shock, because that happened to me about a thousand fucking times. And I was crossing the finish line, and I swear to God, the announcer, this is an ABA, I don't, I'm not positive it was a Grants, but it was ABA National, Indoor National, it probably was a Grants. And he said, number 88 looks like about the only place he's going is home. Oh, <laughs> I, I do have a comment though, based on what Justin said about beer, what we were gonna do, and he made the comment that that would be some shitty beer. <laughs> Jeez, shitty <laughs> beer. That's bad. Okay, put my, All right. my got, name across the butt of the pants. <laughs> I got two more. Oh, um, wait, got another picture here. Yeah, this. Oh wow. The um, the guy in the gold helmet is my friend Larry. And then uh, I'm the other dude with the. It's so hard to see, but I have like a furry foot. Remember when you get like stickers from like a gumball machine at Meyer or whatever? Like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. On my helmet. But anyway, that's me on the white bike, which is a Redline Pro Line that I have. That one in the background is one of those. But that's the very first race at Plainwell in 1978. Wow. Oh, that's sweet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Did you ever race Owasso? No. No? I think, you know, I think the Owasso track was the very first track in Michigan. There are I, some people that are probably listening or will be listening that will be able to verify that for us. Yeah, and there's people that will contest that and say it's Waterford Oaks, but I don't. I think that's bullshit. I don't think Waterford Oaks. No, I... I don't think so either. Or the track. Well, I think the Waterford Oaks Park opened in 1974 or whatever, but there wasn't a BMX track there. And I think the Owasso track was first. And then I think Jackson, there was a track yeah. at Lumen Christie High School in Jackson in 1977. And then that track where I raced uh, is called, was called Pioneer Park was also 1977. And I think they had races in 1976 also. And Lumen Christie may have too. But the Owasso track, I think, yeah. was the very first track. We'll I, I've heard that as well, that they were the first one around. But, yeah, you know, everybody will argue and it'll turn into a big mess. Yeah, but... It's just us talking right now, so they yeah. can yeah. eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> you guys say at the same time. But, yeah, no. No, Waterford Oaks never claimed to be the first track, but we are the, one second of the oldest. second oldest track. That's for sure. Yeah. There's a the, lot to be said the, for that. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Waterford, but I've just seen yeah. stuff about that, and I'm just, I just know that's not the first track. Yeah. No, no, we just take the water, Waterford Oaks stuff a little serious over here. That's you all. do? Yeah, just a little yeah, bit. I do. Uh, let's talk about how I'll you... Let's. Uh, you work at Dig, and uh, this is yeah. around the time uh, we actually kind of crossed paths. All right. Right. So, well, we... I, technically, I sold ads for Dig for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't work there. Dig is in is based in Ireland anyway. <laughs> Would have been cool to work can, at Dig, but can you explain um, a little bit what that is for folks that don't know what Dig magazine? Well, is? it was another magazine. It was made of paper and it pictured and stories. <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> it's an actual magazine that they delivered to your home if you had a subscription. They had like glossy pages. With oh, weird. I have one right here. Dig was always known for like super, like I just heard you saying glossy, like heavy stock paper and just always super quality, like the content, like the polar opposite of BMX Plus. Like jumping type stuff or because it's, yeah, it's definitely not racing but yeah dirt jumping and 
freestyle trick riding park riding that type of thing okay cool it's definitely an emphasis on dirt riding like i think i gave chad powers from powers bike shop i gave him almost all of my dig collection <clears throat> sorry kind of embarrassed to admit that but I just, they're just everywhere, just hundreds of magazines. And I just kept ones that I worked on. So like I have, I probably have a photo, either a photo I took or something I wrote, or they did an interview with me in one and I had a couple photos in some, but <coughs> um, yeah. those are the only ones I have now. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, dig, I sold ads for dig and uh, it was cool. It was a really good opportunity. And like, it, I was really appreciated that I was able to do that and it made, perfect sense with what I was doing um, as a I worked for Adneys but I was an independent contractor and I the whole time I was a sales rep I also worked for other companies like I sold snowboard stuff and um, I worked for Alien Workshop skateboards and girl skateboards at various times Santa Cruz skateboards and skateboard gigs kind of came and went but um, the shoe thing was always the mainstay of it and I sold shoes to like Dance Comp was always a super big account back then Oh, sure. yeah. excuse me. How did you end up uh, at Dance Comp as the team manager? Well, I uh, that wasn't an intentional segue, but it's kind of I grabbed it <laughs> what I was getting at. It. I just had a relationship with them from selling them shoes for so long, and they were a good partner for Adney's just in general. You know, they kind of really supported the BMX program, and I just uh, the repping thing was just getting harder and harder to make work like there's so it's so hard to it's hard to describe because i it's a kind of bit that that industry is so bizarre because you i don't know of any other sales rep that has to like pay for all their own samples and like i would have a sample bill for shoes and snowboard boots and clothing for the year the bill what i was charged what was deducted from my sales was like 70 grand or more sometimes like more than my income now you know what i mean like it was an insane amount of money they billed you and, for the samples to show the customer yeah that Holy were mostly cow. unsellable like i would get one shoe and then another rep would get like i got all the left shoes one season and then the next season i got all the right shoes of the oh next my gosh part. yeah it was insane and I'm not trying to complain about it. It's just kind of the structure of how it worked. It's but, just how it was back then. Eh? Yeah, I guess. Back then, I think it's how it is now, and that's why almost no one I knew that was a rep then is a rep now. It's just it's kind of a flawed. When it was good, it was really good. Like, they're, they're really great years. Like, this house we live in, like, it, you know, I didn't pay cash for this house, right? I mean, it, you know, that's how we ended up here, you know, like, everything our house in detroit like my wife is in college for a long time she's a lawyer but she was in law school for a long time and you know it, it did me right and it was a great gig for a super long time and then it just wasn't anymore and it was just time to do something different and okay so then you had kind of segue into the dance comp gig which um it was a lot of things it's funny because a part of what i initially started doing there was what would now would be like social media and it was social media then but it was blog updates it wasn't like instagram wasn't a thing yet and it, like i updated right. the blog every day and did like product review it's the same shit i did at bmx plus everything is that's what i do now my job now is the same as that job 
it's just it's morph- morphing with the times. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm kind glad of... I was able to kind of figure it out and, you know, change with the times because a lot of people don't. And that's when they stall out, you know. Absolutely. But, um, oh, yeah. Then I eventually became like, I didn't ever want this to happen, but the shoe buyer at Dan's or the clothing and shoe buyer, who's the guy that helped me get the job. He's the one I had the relationship with. He left. He always wanted to move back to New York and he did. And I knew like he called me on a Sunday. I remember like people, you know, like the earlier generation says they know where they were when Kennedy was shot or we know where we were on nine 11, you know, that kind of stuff. And I know right where I was when Ernesto called me to tell me that news. And I was like, God damn it. And I was downtown Kalamazoo riding bikes on a Sunday by myself, like getting my bike out of the car. And I'm like, Oh, what's up, man. And yeah, I thought it was kind of weird because I talked to dude all the time and it's not like he was calling for small talk and he was calling to tell me that he was leaving and taking another job and everything. Damn it. Cause <laughs> I knew, I knew exactly what it meant that I was going to become the shoe and clothing buyer, which <laughs> just because I was infinitely more qualified than anyone else, because I did it for not 13 years. I did it for long before that, because I was a buyer at the skate shop before I became a rep. I'd, done it 20 years at that point yeah so and it was awesome and i don't even want to talk about all that that much because it's just a closed chapter and it was a really good opportunity i did it for seven years and things got weird and not for me ever like i'm always weird but (laughs) i uh imagine doing a show with chris yeah, yeah. Well, I, got, I got questions if we need to change the subject. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to change the subject. Like I, I've talked about it a lot, and like give credit where credit was due. I feel. Well, okay. that's all. That's all right. Let's I, just change. I just don't feel like I need to do it again. You know, like mm-hmm. there. Sure. Dan Comp is around again, and it's a totally different people, and it seems like it's super healthy and it's a positive thing, and I'm super happy for them, and like. Yeah, I want it to be a good thing, you know? and I think it is. Like one of my good friends from there is one of the only people that still works there, and he's an awesome dude, and I'm super happy for him. And yeah. I know he does the right thing. Like he's more pro than yeah. Let's, uh, about, let's about, clear know. out our last commercial, and uh, when we come back, we'll have some questions from the chat. Yes, if you got any questions, okay. get them in the chat. Perfect. We're gonna go uh, talk to our friends over here at Mighty. Moe's BMX Cruise. Attention BMXers, this is your riders meeting. Come join us on Mighty Moe's BMX Cruise 2021 brought to you by T-Bone BMX. Cruise to the Bahamas September 13th through the 17th, 2021 aboard Royal Caribbean's beautiful Navigator of the Seas with stops in Nassau and a perfect day at Coco Cay. We are pleased to bring you BMX Hall of Fame inductee Stompin' Stu Thompson as our guest speaker. If BMX had a Mount Rushmore, this living legend's face would be the first face etched in stone. We will also be honoring BMX humanitarian and rider Howard Cato. Our MC for the Stu Thompson event will be none other than Hall of Famer Hollywood Mike Miranda. Be part of the ultimate BMX pit party away from the track. All the fun of hanging with your friends just like at the races but without all the stress of competition. Unless you take part in the All Things BMX Dodgeball Tournament, where you just might get broke off. This is a must-attend event for any BMX enthusiast. The Caribbean had better be ready. Riders ready? Watch the waves. 
<laughs> All right, we are back, and hey, you know, um, any chance Attention, we're going to get you? Oh, this is your writers meeting. Again. Come join us on. Oh, there we go. Someday I'll get this. This is our writers meeting. This is our writers <laughs> meeting. Damn it! This is our writers meeting. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so, are you going to go so on the cruise? Creepy. I'm not a fan of cruises. I'm not going on a cruise. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't either. And then I'm going on the cruise now. Yeah. And yep. I get a, I get a, if that a, boat sinks, Chris, eat. it's your ass. I'm whipping as that thing sinks. Yeah. In the dodgeball tournament? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is night one, too, Which is by sponsored the by the <laughs> show. All Things BMX, All show. Things BMX right. show. Dodgeball tournament. Yeah. It's just going to be a shit brick of a show. Oh, boy. Ah, just, it's going to be something else. <laughs> man, people. Is there really a dodgeball tournament? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sponsored by the show. The very first night. <laughs> yeah. So the plan is dodgeball <laughs> the plan tournament is. first night. Everyone's so broke off. All they can do is just sit around and drink the rest of the cruise. <laughs> well, I can't. Remember I mentioned the shoulder surgery? Mm -hmm. And when they told me this. Um, you won't really be able to throw a ball. Is that okay? And I'm like, no, I ride bikes. I don't care. Just and now, kick. of course, no, 30 just, years later when I had kids, I was like, oh, man, I wish I could sucks. throw a ball to my kid. But Dodgeball, you can still kick. Or you can throw a wrench. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> you know what can happen for me at dodgeball? I can get hit in the face like I did every time I played <laughs> in middle school. And it's not that That's mm. terrible. Now that you're saying that, th those <laughs> big reddish pink colored... Uh. Oh my the god. Rubber ball. Dodge balls, say those it, rubber Chris. balls. Say, those say it, Chris. Kill, man. You used to get balls in your face, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I think everybody's had a dodgeball to the face at one time or another. I just I know they have. hurt. Look at this. That's me in the Honda jersey. Like, I think I'm figuring out this camera angle thing. Yep, yep. I think I, I'm 12 for sure. I think that's the first trophy I ever won in 1977, which is kind of rad. That's, That's cool. awesome. Look at that kid next to me is nine, and he's drinking a hams. Probably drinking a, a what? I was going to say a natty light or a hams. Yeah. What's a hams? I've never heard what? that name before. The hams, fuck? the beer refreshing from the land of sky blue waters. Do you remember that with the hams, hams beer? No, I don't remember hams beer. beer. I got That's I'm weird. Old as shit. Yeah, but I'm younger Dude, than... He's younger than I am. Shoot, I'm 10 years I, older I, than he is. I definitely bought hams in the 2000s. I don't know yeah. if it's around now. Because they wouldn't ID you if you walk in. When, if it was like PBR hams or natty, they're just like, whatever. Just, do it, <laughs> just take it. <laughs> go. You have they to drink assume... 20 of these to get drunk. So. Yeah, so <laughs> they just assume go, you don't Melissa, know what you're doing. <laughs> what, uh, what, Melissa, what questions do we have uh, from the chat room? Uh, well, Ma Marie would like to know, Scott, Marie McGilvery would like to know, because you've been through some so many generations of BMX. What is one thing you've seen in BMX today that you don't like? Clips. Check out this picture. This is from my first race. <laughs> I think it's not the first race. It might be the same race where I won the trophy. So that first race was on that crazy bike I showed you, and then I realized that bike sucked. So I had this book from 1974 called how to win bicycle motocross and it showed it was so ancient and like they didn't really there weren't that many production bikes yet mm -hmm. and it showed you how to like raise the crank hanger the bottom bracket the crank hanger like 
in archaic terminology it. on your stingray so you could run longer cranks and my dad did that and that's the bike i'm riding in that picture which is crazy because it was a huffy and he like i you know i told you he was a he was oh, a, machinist. a machinist yeah yeah and a welder so he is capable of doing that but he was just cursing the huffy it's like this thing's braised together damn it like it's never gonna hold and it didn't it broke in half like it just <laughs> blew up but i did win that third place trophy on it so yeah what so don't you uh, like in BMX hi marie style? that's cool that's a great question i don't know i i bmx is awesome it's cool that it evolved the one like i'm not delusional about the old days like this track was ridiculous like you ran through like a stream that suspiciously led to this little outhouse like i don't want it to be like that you know it was basically a goat path through the woods after you came up the motocross track that ain't <laughs> how i want it to be you well, know? that's how it started though that's how it was back yeah it, in the it, beginning. it did and, that, and that's all fine but i don't want to stay like that and i'm not delusional about how great the tracks were back then like the Buds BMX in Elkhart, which is everybody's favorite track from this area in my generation, and pros used to say that in the magazines, you know, like California dudes, the Buds BMX and Elkhart. Um, when I think back to that track, like the turns were flat and it had like four jumps and it was a super long track and the jumps are all rounded back then and like, I don't know, was that a awesome? Like. It, I don't want to race on a track like that now. Did a but whole lot of pedaling back in the day. Yeah, you sure did. And, I mean, part of that was cool, you know. But, well, I just wish it met in the middle somewhere. Like, I always make the analogy of, like, motocross, like the evolution of motocross and supercross, like in the 70s to now. It's clearly the same thing. It's just the equipment's obviously way better. The tracks are different, but not a whole lot different. But then you compare BMX... 19 let's just say 1980 bmx 1980 to bmx tw racing 2021 is like what the fuck is going on like it's so oh it's, it's it totally different this weird hybrid thing that yeah it's not really what uh, i'm about yeah. but it is yeah. what it is you know like i'm not gonna well, complain about it shoot like, i mean now the corners are paved that that kind of started back in the 80s but now yeah. we've got glue and stuff that they apply to the dirt. And, yeah. you know, I mean, they didn't have that stuff back then. I mean, if it, you know, the corners had ruts in them and it was like, you know, washboard on a dirt road when you're driving your car, it's just like, you know, you go just, yeah, not, you better not hang awesome on either, when you, you go know? through there, man. Right. When I look at, like, I still, I'm such a kook, man, but I still always look at, then most of them are online so but i look at early bicycle motocross action and kind of study pictures and stuff and like there'll be like a berm shot where they're shooting a big roost of dirt it's the coolest thing ever but you're like how do they even pedal up to that like you can tell it's like super soft dirt yeah loamy dirt that you know you can't like pedal sand it. or something yeah how do they even get to it to do that you know like i i don't have delusions that that was somehow better it looks cooler because Bob Osborne was the magician that made that all work and yep. just such a master photographer, you know, and had such a vision for it. But, like, I don't know. The, the, those tracks weren't that awesome. All right, so Todd Britton. See, when I look at 90s tracks when I wasn't racing, maybe those, a lot of those are cool, like they were fun. You know, they look like they were fun, although I didn't go to them. <laughs> 
So Todd Britton has kind of a tie-in question. Then he wanted me to ask you if you could relive one BMX, BMX day from the past, what would it be? I expected a loaded question from Todd, and that's like a deep philosophical question. I don't, I don't that know, is a man. Loaded magazine on a thirty-round clip. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really loaded. I thought he would set me up for something that I wouldn't want to answer. <laughs> he, Todd, Todd and I go way back, and uh, he knows me really well. You know, um, he also knows. Like, I'm surprised he didn't ask me about the movie Rad or something like that. What's your favorite um, scene from the movie Rad? The end credits. When the it's end credits. Yeah, anything would send me an angel in it. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate Rad for what it is. I will say one thing about Rad, not to go completely off course, but like, and not now because it's an old movie now, but there's a certain generation of writers that will credit that as being their inspiration to like get into BMX. Like they rented that movie from the video yeah. from Blockbuster or whatever in 1990 and it got him hyped on BMX, so right. it served its purpose. Not a guy, you know. From Soundstage or saw it, Durand. or saw yeah. it at the movie theater in 1986. No, no, no. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I hate it. That's exactly why. Thank you. So I moved it was to, in the movie theater. I moved to California. Mike Cruz and I went to see Rad. Like we're morally obligated to see the BMX movie, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah which played in my hand, by the way. Um, I don't know why I have this. I bought it for my wife. She always said she wanted one, and I bought it at this she weird Army Navy third plus, and I gave it to her, and she's like, "I can't have that. I'm she an attorney. I would. Get, they wouldn't let me in the court." <laughs> but anyway, get her a Glock 17. It's, it's they're yeah. a lot more accurate. Love yeah, it's don't worry, Chris. It's a so, gun. I know so Mike that. and I went to see Rad in the theater right when I moved to California. Like, I just landed this job at BMX Plus Magazine, not. 100% the dream job, but a dream job. Like, I have a, there weren't industry jobs then, and certainly not for a dork from Michigan, you know? So that was a big deal. But we went to see Rad, and I was just like, dude, this is just embarrassing. Like, I was so bummed. I was mm -hmm. like, people already think BMX is like the dorkiest thing ever. Or they, A, they don't know what it is at all. They still think you're talking about motorcycles. Exactly. Which still goes on the dorkiest thing ever and then they see that and they're like oh yeah there we go it is the dorkiest thing ever bmx is kookier than i ever imagined it was that's yeah. that town kid remember in high school that's what he did oh my god oh no, you totally jumped out of the, the yeah no i never took yeah. it to that personal level but i just i have just thought i was just embarrassed for bmx by that movie that's all yeah. oh that's my random i would that. imagine I that that's not the day you'd choose to relive then no I was thank you. I was trying to circle back to that question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really. I, I don't know. Okay. Like, all right. Th all right. There's so many good ones. One I'd cite one day as like one of the best BMX days ever, and it was um, when I was still in California. It was the first ever BMX street.
not naturally a super competitive Yeah. We're back. Todd, Todd so. just said, "Great audio cuts out." Just as Scotty's answering my question. Oh, you mean that Ooh, whole thing, Todd? <laughs> All right, That's right. You got to re-answer that question. No. <laughs> it's okay. I never answered it anyway. That's right. No, you really <laughs> All over the place. So there's so many different days. You don't know which one's your best one ever. I, I get. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. There's so many good ones. Like the. I don't know. I can think of some I wouldn't want to relive that were yeah. just when bad things happen. But yeah, like I mean, the there are that you piss your pants. <laughs> no, at Roca Skate Park in Owasso. No, what? No. That's insane that we interacted there because I only went there probably three times. I know. I I went there three. I'm pretty sure I went there three times because I went there one time, like early on, mm -hmm. and it was. It, and again, this was all always tied into like selling shoes. Mm -hmm. Not that I was had to sell shoes, but it wasn't really on my way to anywhere. No, it was and, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't buy shoes, so I went there the first time and like, well, it doesn't you know I couldn't I couldn't spend my time going places to not do any business if they weren't on my way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't. There's nothing personal. I just yeah. it just didn't make sense. You, you know, can't justify efficient. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was also. But he. Go ahead. He I, he clearly I remember that dude Jason was going to take it more seriously and he started stocking up the pro shop and he was buying product and he also revamped the park and it was way better when I went and I went a couple times and then it closed not long after and that that's which, when yeah. yeah that remember I was telling you uh, that's when we bought all the ramps yeah right yeah no we talked about this the other day which is insane yeah. that you were there because yeah, I was I totally only there you at the front counter. Right when you come in the door, and this is when he yeah. updated uh, the entrance. So, like, because you know it wasn't there, but then he put the was it pegboard? Yeah. Then he had the shoes up there, and right. you were in there talking to him. And uh, as I said, <laughs> I was like, "Did I move my hands a lot?" Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, same thing I do, but uh, it just he was. Uh, he, Jason just was like more astute when he was speaking with Scott Town. And uh, <laughs> you left. I'm like, so I like rolled over. I'm like, who the fuck was that? And he's like, oh man, it's the Etnies guy, man. You know, he's got this thing going on. I was like, oh, cool. Um, but the, the, and that, that's funny, but the crazy thing is like, I, 
So I, effectively, it was only there twice because I was there real early on, and then those two other times, I think. And I want to say the second time was probably just to ride or just, you know, like checking in and just really wanted to ride that park because I always, always wanted to ride anywhere. But there was hardly anyone there. I remember there's only a couple other people riding. And for you to have been one of those people, the odds of that are fucking insane. Well, right? I like, lived in this little shithole town. It was like <laughs> right. five minutes. You were probably there every day. So maybe the odds are that I really was, that insane. I really was. Yeah. Um, Hanging out there. It was, you know, right. it was like, do I stay in Durand? And learn how to brew crystal meth or just go ride at the skate park. And I'm like, I got to go ride at the skate park. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy brew about crystal meth? Crystal yeah, always. I, always. No, no, I swear this is totally relevant because the meet the street thing is on the video right now. The night before that meet the street contest, which was in Santee, which is San Diego. Um, myself and a couple other dudes were riding around. Like we were staying at a hotel because we lived in, I lived in the valley, so I lived a long way from San Diego, and we were just out riding around, innocently enough, and we a cop like pulled us over and he was like shaking us down, like he shined his flashlight in my eyes, especially like they were probably red because it was outside and it was nighttime and I wear contacts and my eyes are always red. They are right now because I was I was riding earlier. I knew like. I'm glad we had the delays because I, when I came in, I was like all sweaty and my eyes were red because I was riding my trails tonight. But, but anyway, he was like, <laughs> you know, San Diego County is the crystal meth amphetamine capital of the world. You're not on it, are you? Like, just I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't even know what he, I didn't even know what the words he just said were. Like, I didn't even know what he was talking about, let alone yeah. was I ever on it or anything. But I think that's the first time I ever even heard of crystal meth. Wow. It was that day, and it was the night before that contest, which is probably true. I, I have a quick question. When <laughs> you when you were out in California, did you ever ride the Pipeline skate park? I did. I absolutely did. That place yep. was... I rode there one time. You did? One you time. Did? You one time. a skate park? Yeah. There's nothing that I was I, On a race bike, but yeah. No, we, we went out there on a family vacation, and we ended up in, I, I think it was Upland, California, if I remember. Yeah, it's in Upland, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my, my brother and I, we rode there, and it was fun. I mean, we didn't have a clue what we were doing, but we know we'd seen it in BMX Action Magazine, and we got to ride yeah. there. It was pretty cool. That park was insane. It Well, because that was the mid-'80s. Well, I don't know when you were there, but yeah, when I was there. Mid-'80s. Yeah. It, I know that park. And it seems crazy because I could have sworn it closed before that, but it was torn down in 89. I don't know when it officially closed. But it closed while I was there, I feel like. But um, that was one of the last remaining skate parks from, like, the 70s carryover. So just the fact that there was a skate park at all was still a big deal. And, like, I, I, I can find it if you have another three hours. Um, no. <laughs> a picture I took of Eddie Fiola at the skate park that made it in the in the magazine, like most of the, because it was probably early on when I started shooting photos. And picture of Eddie Fiola riding Pipeline is kind of isn't that kind of like him and uh, uh, Mike uh, Mike Dominguez. D- Dominguez weren't they kind of the guys that kind of put that place on the map? Yeah, for BMX for sure. Yeah, Dominguez is amazing. He, uh, yeah, Mike Dominguez just I I'm really. I know this is kind of more racing talk, but no, man, we, we I really got to all. witness some Please amazing freestyle Please stuff. Please talk about I, anything I there, other than that. 
Yeah. Like, I didn't see, like, the heyday of the king of the skate parks and all that, but I got to see Dominguez and Eddie Fiola and those guys ride the pipeline, and it just... Oh, shit. I just... Oh, you did. Nope, there you go. You're back. I I was trying to close that window out, and then I closed the whole thing out. But I got to see those guys ride, and I got to see Kevin Jones come on the scene, and I got to see, like, Matt Hoffman do the first 900 at the contest in Canada in 1989. That was after I moved back, and I was freelancing for Freestyling Magazine. I was shooting photos, and I... I'm in the video that's I'm standing on the deck shooting photos of Matt Hoffman doing the first 900 and I saw Mike Dominguez almost land at 900 and other dudes just killing themselves trying to do that trick and to see the first one landed was just pretty amazing I I told those moments in high regard you know that I was able to witness those it's pretty awesome that's pretty sweet you get to see now, some history happen that's cool we um we've got a ton of other questions that we're not going to get to. So, uh, <laughs> why not? Like we want to in, uh, formally invite you back for what we like to call Moto 2. Uh, <laughs> if you're interested, we'd like to have you back yeah. so we can I do. We could talk. Look at this. Yeah. You see that van? It's a Nichols Bakery van. And my dad bought it and painted that giant American flag. <laughs> Is that like a bread? Side. Like a what do they call those? Like, like a, a bread, bread delivery bread truck or delivery something? Van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gutted it, and he had all these custom shelves built into it and everything. That was your vending he, trailer or, or truck? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and those table. I think that's my stepbrother, which is a trip because he was not a BMX dude at them all. Are, but them are he, some short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely. Chris, do you have a pair of those? Mm, you wear them, not you today. will wear them next week. Not, not today. I, I probably did back then when that picture was taken, but You're not gonna now. You're going to wear them next week when we're in Florida. <laughs> Dude, I do not have shorts like that. <laughs> but that van, man, it was pretty rad. It was all custom, and he like would drive it all over. I mean, he didn't go too far, but yeah. cool. all the races within a couple hundred miles of here. And so you'll come years. back again with and join us again, Scott? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Hey, I got a... Um, I'll show you this. I saw this. You had this picture. That was your Mr. Brian. Yep. Yeah, well, Mr. Brian lives five minutes from me, but he brought this to me today, this print. Did he? pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's been sending out some. Nice. Okay, we got to give a shout out to Mr. Brian Miller. Yeah, he's the best. And Absolutely. So I, uh, check, check out his Facebook. Um, I'm going to screw this up. Let Scott do it then, because he has it on the bottom of his poster. Yep. What's uh? B- what? Where P- where can you find uh, Brian Miller, Scott? On Facebook at BPM BPMX <laughs> photo. See, I think that's what it is. It, I yeah. I jumble it up too. Pretty yeah. amazing. It's all right. All right, we're going to go to a commercial with heavy pedals. When we come back, we got to go to our Jeremy Ames voicemail, news rumors, and gossip. But before we even get to that, after we come back from a commercial, we're going to check in with Melissa, and we're going to check in our chat room. But we're going to go over to our friends at Heavy Pedals BMX. Heavy Pedals BMX Zine. Voted number one by the All Things BMX Podcast Show viewers. Issue three, now out. Make sure you head over to Sloan Bicycle Shop, Ray's MTV, 
Reggie's, and many others. Pick your copy up now. While you're at it, make sure you check out our website, pick up one of our new t-shirts, and our beer koozies to keep those drinks nice and frosty cold on those warm days at the track and trails. Heavy pedals with a Z. No more warm days. Melissa, what do we got going on over in the chat? Well, I just wanted to send a couple of shout outs here. Craig is, uh, Dragna is joining us. Um, who else? Our, our buddy Drake Robinson is listening. Debbie Calso is on with oh, us. What up, Debbie? Debbie. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Sean Kingsland. Math all day is what he says. <laughs> of course he does. He's from Duran too, just like I am. You know all about that. And uh, Mr. No, Damon Tucson is Damon. in the Damon. You know what kind of bike he rides, Scott? No, he's awesome. I, I totally like that dude. I I'm, and I can picture his bike, but I can't remember what it is. Well, Do you know Chris? I I, I can't I think I've tell. Heard it. I cannot tell a lie. I it can't is tell a, a truth. Lot. I think it's a truth. <laughs> yeah, and they are truth. actually uh, sponsoring our trivia question this evening. They so. are. Yeah. Oh, oh truth Mike, sweet. Um, go ahead, Melissa. Sorry, I was going to jump on the what Mike put in there. No, go ahead. Uh, Mike uh, Smith said he uh, he rode in that van a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. he probably did. I, <laughs> he might. Mike definitely rode in the back of my 1978 Subaru station wagon with my friend Tom Perigo and I to race BMX at Redbud in Buchanan, the famous Wait, motocross track. Redbud had, had a BMX, BMX track? track? They had two different BMX, at two different times they had BMX tracks. When the, in, I'm gonna say for sure in 78, cause I know that's when I raced there, but I think in 77 they had a racetrack. That was insane. It was super long and it just, it went like all throughout like where the parking lot is now. Yeah. You were infantile then, at that time. And then, mm. and then they kind of <laughs> skipped had a couple of years and we're like the mini moto track yes. is now or yep. one of those other tracks mm-hmm. there was a bmx track and mike went to that with myself and my friend tom and my That's subaru wild. which is a trip wow. because subaru back then didn't accommodate three people and three bmx bikes very well but Jer- uh, jeremy's checking in he wants to know if we'd play the voicemail yet we have not jeremy we're headed there right we're now buddy. that way dude but this what? guy won't shut the hell up no. <laughs> what convenient timing. Uh, so as we announced last week. Uh, we have an official sponsor of the Jeremy Ames voicemail. God, he probably, uh, he's going to run. Like. Run? Yeah, the guy uh, that owns oh, Yellow Cat. The Yellow Cat? <laughs> like, he's just going to be like, what the shit did I just get into? <laughs> what did I sign up for? <laughs> but uh, without further ado. um here we go with this week's segment of the Jeremy Ames voicemail. Hey there, guys. Randall David here. Oh, my God. Z-Man's old man. Calling from the ratchet city of Ionians. Hey, listen, I'm trying to get Z-Man down to the Grand, get him carboned out. So I've been doing some side gigs. We're talking about Z-Man. This kid's quick. He ain't no Pikachu. You know what I'm saying now? But listen, here's a couple things I've been trying to do. I'm going to put it out there, and if anyone wants some of that, they just go ahead and get at me now, okay? Right now, what I got going on, I got 10 provocative photos, excavators for sale. That's 10 provocative photos of excavators, all kinds of poses. I got four trash bags full of empty Kodiak cans. You can get on those. You can talk to me about it. Willing to tear out any tree, even if it ain't yours. I'll come out there and tear that out. 
You don't like your neighbor, your uncle is some weird. You know, just let me know. I got eight hours surveillance videos from when Brownie Man spent the night that time. This one's going to cost you up because this shit gets weird. I got four Franken bikes for sale. All kinds of parts, all kinds of farts. You know what I'm saying there? I got a pair of Hainbrink forks and one broken tube. I got some old dirty 7-Up jerseys from my buddy from down in Florida. And I got a few of those Make 7-Up Your T-shirts as well that I won from drinking the pops. Anywho, if you need any of that, or you got any ideas so I can help you out, well, you can help me. I want you to reach me out at pubewhistler, that's pubewhistler69 at hotmail.com. Now, don't come at me with any baloney. You'll be tasting my AR-15, you feel me? That ain't no longer just for fun. I'll kill. All right, y'all. Take care now. You know, God bless you now. Well, Randall. <laughs> woo. <laughs> you have been the victim of the Jeremy sure. Ames voicemail. Sponsored by Yellow Cat Gates. <laughs> for this week. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris. It might be the first day of last. Oh, my gosh. That was the quickest. That might be the fastest sponsorship we've had. <laughs> uh, tell them who's going to be on here next week. Oh, wait, I got to do. I got a little bit of little housekeeping here, real quick. First, welcome to the news, rumors, and gossip, sponsored by Nate's Painting. If you have any news, rumors, or gossip you would like to share with the show, you can email us at allthingsbmxshow at gmail dot com. Make sure you, uh, oh, what's this in here? Oh, make sure you head over and pick up, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to us on podcast version of the show. Join us for next week's All Things BMX show. Our guest will be. Wait a minute. This is news. This is oh breaking news right there. This is okay. that part. All right. <laughs> Say it, bro. All right. Brand new. The brand new. All right. We're we're cleared to say this, right? I, obviously, it's on here. Duh. If he didn't All get right. the contract signed, we're f- we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So, our friend Brian Wilson over at T Bone BMX has just signed pro rider Tyler Klumper. He's the official pro of T Bone BMX. He will be our guest next week on uh, next Wednesday here? night. And yes, I will. Oh, I'm glad it took you two weeks to answer that. Hey, I texted you yesterday, dude. <laughs> I did. Quit fighting, ladies. Hey. Karen's it's knocking getting off. late. <laughs> I did. So, yeah. So, Ty- Tyler Klumper, I hope I am pronouncing that the yeah, correct way, uh, just signed with T-Bone BMX. He's going to be racing for them. Uh, shoot, we'll we'll probably see him down in uh, Florida next weekend. We will. So, uh, that'll be sweet. All right. Next up. Big Hill Race. Big Hill Race at Derby City BMX down in Louisville, Kentucky. Big money. All right. This is tomorrow night. All right. So there's going to be, let's see, Thursday, October 15th. For everybody who's heading down to Louisville, they're going to run a practice from 11 in the morning to 2 in the afternoons, 20 bucks. And then there's going to be a second practice from 2 to 6. 3 to 6. Oh, 3 to 6. Sorry. Session 2. Three to six, that's twenty bucks. Also, so if you want to get some practice in tomorrow down in Louisville, you do that. Then, oh, uh, I got to skip down here a little bit. 
All right. Oh, it looks like you can pre-register through PayPal to uh, pay for the for practice. Um, <coughs> you doing the pro-am on the big hill, Chris? I, actually, I'm not even to that yet. No, I think here. you should. Actually, it's the only thing the show can afford, so I'm going to sign you up. Uh, Dude, I can't get down there. You have a helicopter, so you're going to be there. I'm going to sign you up at derbycitybmx at gmail.com on PayPal, and you're going to be racing that. The big you hill? Got your jersey? Yeah. Oh. Well, I got, I well, got can, one back there, you right? You borrow one. Yeah. So, no, I got a jersey. Heck yeah. All right. But all right we're, uh, so, they're going to stream it, by the way. Are they? I didn't get this in here, but they're going to stream it. Uh, okay, so gonna, we'll probably gonna, share that? Yes, yes. Yep, all yep, right. Yep, yep, yep. So if you guys are down there and you want to get in on this Pro-Am race, the Pro-Am only, you have to be signed up for the Pro-Am to run this practice from 6 to 7 o'clock tomorrow night, and it's all on the Supercross Hill. Um, you have to register. Um, you can send in, like Justin said, it's 20 bucks. Uh, you send it in by PayPal. Include your bike and number. Uh, Pro-Am class. All right, so it's practice only from 6 to 7. Racing will be right after that. So get yourself signed up for that. And you can find all the information over on their Facebook page. Yeah, and I They've think got everything over there. We've got a few on our Facebook page. If you mm-hmm. scroll down a little bit, there's some info on there as well, and we'll probably throw it up there again, uh, if not tonight, first thing in the morning. So Let's get down there and check that thing out. I know a lot of tracks threw some money in on that deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know it's like, what is it, $1,500 plus in the purse. Plus whole shots and The whole so shot on. awards. I know there's a so few. So let's talk uh, about last weekend. Here we go. Over here in uh, Michigan, uh, we had the Becky Stevens BMX Memorial BMX race for breast cancer awareness. And uh, so we always like to kind of recap on some of the things we're involved in. And it was awesome. Had a great time. Uh, Over $1,300 raised uh, from our friends uh, within BMX that came out to Capital City Family BMX. We want to say thank you, and uh, thanks for letting us be part of that. It looks like you had uh, some sponsors like Sunbelt Sun they got the Rentals. Lights. They took care of the lighting out there because it was a night race. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, $1,300 to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. We had 16 racers in our flat pedal race. We had seven team sheets. It was a great time. Tons of uh, – we did a foot down, which was insane. Uh, tracks, teach the young kids foot down. Uh, and mm-hmm. – we are wearing the special event shirt from that race. So we are wearing our breast cancer awareness shirt. And Mr. Steve Dyer, the TO, actually won the Yellow Cat Gate System. So shout out to him. Um, Hashtag pedal in pink. Pedal in pink. Oh, that's right. That's on the back, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So I, I guess at this point we should say, since this was a breast cancer awareness and it is October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, ladies, go get your mammogram if you haven't done it. It's important. Don't slack on that. Thank you for making that public service Public service announcement number two for the show, I believe. That was not awkward. That uh, wasn't? <laughs> so we want to give a shout out to our friend, Rob Gray. <clears throat> He just got hired as the new team manager of Mayhem BMX. So congratulations to him. Yay. Yay. Woohoo. And we wanted to give him a shout out because he emailed the inbox of the show. 
And that's all, all you right. have to do is just send it over. Uh, Come on, people. Yeah, exactly. So real quick, man, uh, Mayhem BMX started out in uh, Medford, Oregon. They got national teams, factory teams. And this started with Curtis Bucklew at the request of some families that wanted to start a team. Uh, our friend Rob got chose because, well, he's a hell of a promoter. So they've got state teams all around the country. And, uh, you know, they had a discussion down at Rock Hill, South Carolina, is possibly adding him on and starting a Michigan team. And he kind of got the job. Welcome to the second most thankless job, Rob, is the <laughs> team manager job next to the team or track operator. Track operator. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> congratulations and good luck. Uh, also want to let you guys know, look, they're currently looking for riders. So if you think you've got what it takes and you have the proper sportsmanship and uh, it's not all about winning, man, just, you know, not being a bag of shit, basically. So I hope the kids are off just now. Rem- just remember, <laughs> you know, you need to represent your sponsors and mm-hmm. present yourself as a, you know, decent person not that's right yeah oh they have sponsors also they do and uh besides that before we get to those don't be afraid to contact him you can reach it'll be in the show notes but you can reach him at rgray.bmx at gmail.com they are a mongoose sponsored team so they got the hook up on the mongoose race bikes nice they're sponsored by box components mongoose bikes o'neill racing zero nine and time to shine BMX. So congratulations, Rob. Very happy for you. Awesome. It's time for birthdays, Chris. Birthdays. Oh, we got actually a ton of them, and a lot of them are upcoming this week. So we want to say happy birthday, Damian Long, uh, Michael Campbell, Margie. Today. Today. Today Beautiful birthday. Happy birthday, Margie. You beautiful person, you. Jamie Skinner, Matt Callen, Tad Perryman. Uh, our friend Jenny from the block, from the block, Victor Alvarez, <laughs> Linda Neiman, Screaming Neiman's bride, Autumn, Jared, Trevor, actually Trevor Morris Scott is from House of Wheels. That's Rick's son. Oh, cool! Remember that place? Oh, right. I know Rick. Yeah, and yeah. Diane Kearns. Happy birthday! Thank you guys for watching the show and oh. being part of what we do. Did you get? Yeah, I did. Oh, did okay. Don't you ever and, correct me? What, hey, and and also not on the list is um, my daughter Anna. Like I said at the beginning of the show, happy twentieth birthday. You didn't use birthday. the email inbox. Well, yeah, I know. Jesus, Christ. I just figured I'd throw it in there. I didn't have to have it on there. Scott, you got to work. You got to play by the rules, man. It's how the rules are. <laughs> what we do here at the mothership. Scott, hey, is there anybody we, you'd we like to thank? Rules. Uh, sponsors, family, anything like that you want to give a shout out to, uh, and then we're going to plug R- Moto Two with Scott Town. <laughs> yeah, don't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> no, I do. Like my family is means everything to me, of course, and I have so many friends. But I just this dude, I want to. Yes, there you go. Um, oh wow, that's him in the. Uh, that's my best friend, Larry, in the yellow. Okay. And then... That's Ron? That's Ron. Wow. Yeah, that's Ron. Ron McDonald. <laughs> that's amazing. He just passed yeah. away from uh, pancreatic cancer a couple couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was bad. Was yeah, it's heavy. Sad. And I... Oh I things got weird with Ron's deal, and uh, like, I don't... 
you want to speak to that right. situation, but people really rallied behind him and uh I, I just thought that was huge and it really just kind of speaks to BMX and the family aspect and the community aspect. Like people that didn't even know him, had never even met him, were just all about it and donating money and time and just going to the events and it's just huge and um I'm not going to pretend that he was like my best friend or anything. He wasn't like I met him in that picture. My dad took that picture um, in 1978. And I knew Ron back then. And then uh, when, when he started racing again, a few years ago, he posted a picture on Facebook and I was in it and it's just said, Hey, if anyone in, in Ron language, I said, if anyone knows Scott town, show him this. I don't even think I said tag him in this picture, but they did tag me in it. And it's he and I racing the cruiser class at the plane wall track, which was pretty huge. But I, I was just so excited that, cause I just, I never forgot about him or any of those people from the early days. And I always wanted to, uh, I always, you always wonder what happens to people from your past and BMX has been my whole life. And, and I was just so excited to see that he was, um, involved again and my our friend Terrell artist who uh was Ron's like right hand man in the early days and always and and was again like they were racing and I I hadn't raced in a few years at that point and I just had to start racing again like I just so badly wanted to see those dudes and connect and it, it wasn't like a glory days thing it was just like the brotherhood that just never goes away and it was just awesome and I'm holding this dummy up cuz I'm crying and uh <laughs> I got I got I got you. Yeah. It's you know, it's just uh it's too much, man. Like it's just so sad that he just just didn't have a chance, you know. It just went he went so fast. fast. Like yeah. At that benefit race in Lansing I got like the real update on him from one of his friends and it was so heavy and I was like, Man, this is this is gonna be quick and it was of course and it was just this is super sad and the way things have played out is really unfortunate too, but we don't have any control over that. And I just, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that I love Ron and just what he was all about and what, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's... all those events for him and stuff. I, I just thought that really speaks to how good of a thing yeah. Yeah. BMX is. That's yeah. family. Yeah, this it's a big the, family uh, get down. It's a big family. You know, Cash sure. Cat Cash summarized it the best way when you and I and him were talking on the phone. Remember he said Yeah. It's the brotherhood and that doesn't mean just guys, it's guys, gals. And no, of course. It's it's the brotherhood that brings everything and everyone together. Um, you know, when this happened, you know, that was when I got in contact with you. Yeah, uh, Matt Cash and you know we were just like every other BMXer were immediately behind it and uh, it's it's what we do and yeah. um, it's why this sport is truly the most beautiful amazing best sport that you'll ever be involved in yeah, I mean, Cash never even Cash didn't even know who Ron was. Yep. He's I he saw my post about it and reached out to me and it started from there. And he just he set up that page and just 
he was just all in just mm-hmm. automatically just for just another oh. mm-hmm. dude oh, you know cash matthews and, yes yeah cash matthews is no. super stand-up guy like he's Good always dude. the uh he's the mc at the usa bmx hall of fame awards every year and he's yeah. legendary rider he was in real early bmx action magazine like he was a factory sponsored rider from from oklahoma of all places so it's pretty rad yeah. um i knew i would cry i always cried i cry at bmx i cry at bmx races anyway like for no reason i'll just be like sitting in the stands watching the races and it's just so uh it just means a lot well, it's your passion but, you know yeah it, i i don't know it's ridiculous i'm not sure it's even healthy but of course the ron thing like i i knew i would get upset about that so yeah um, well thank but you I for really sharing to talk about us, it. it's just such a yeah it's just a it's all of our loss and it's just yes i don't know the sad deal it's heavy it's a part of life you know like yeah, yeah we also a, deal with it not a fair not a fair part but part yeah. and yeah there yeah. we 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 lost a very big uh you know, enigma of the sport with him and uh you know we just keep doing what we're doing and you know well uh make sure people always remember who he is right. yeah and i i i really i just wanted to bring it up because i as much about ron is just the communal aspect of it and just how everyone just got so behind it and that that's just huge and just speaks to the, the beauty of of BMX and BMX racing and how accepting it is. Like he started racing again when he was 50. Like you yep. can't, I mean, what other activity can you just show up and start doing again after 30 years? You know, there's not that many. I mean, you can yeah. right. go to the roller rink, I guess, yeah. or sign up for an adult <laughs> soccer league or, or whatever. Maybe you can do any fucking thing you want. I don't know, but yeah. BMX is all I know. And I, I just thought it was just a yeah. true testament to how awesome it is, you know? Yeah, he's just a really good, really yeah. good dude. Every time I ever talked to him, it was always something positive, smiling, yeah, yeah. having a good time. Good always dude. the sickest bikes. The dude has the, the the bike in this picture is insane. Like no one in the picture I showed you from 1978, there was no one at the track that had a Cook Brothers with Bob Reedy pedals and all these obscure things that no one knows what the hell I'm talking about. But like I know he what you're had, talking about. He rad as shit <laughs> from day one. He always did. He always, always, always did, and I—I I don't know. I always like that part of BMX, the equipment aspect too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that held him in high regard for me too. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna... Anyway, I didn't mean to get all heavy. You're good. I... No problem. No problem. We're gonna slide over, Melissa. Anything in okay. the chat that we need to clear out? Any questions? Any shout outs? <laughs> uh, I think Robert just kind of summed it up, and I think he said that everybody in BMX is a family. Um, and because of that, you always have someone to put on your shoulders, and we're always here for everyone. So he's he's just echoing what you're saying. So has anyone uh, ever blown their nose on your show before? No, you're going to be the first one. <laughs> but while you're doing that, we are going to go to Melissa's trivia question oh, for the week. That, I figured we'd skip it. Nah. <laughs> I'm so good at trivia. That's how I got my job. At See. We should have had him come up with the trivia question. <laughs> right. All right, Melissa. All right, well, what do we got this well, week? We got a brand new uh, couple of t-shirts I'll be giving out over the next couple weeks oh. from Truth BMX. Um, did I throw something at you? No. Or... Oh, oh, no. Post- 
God damn it, T-Bone, your banner fell down. Yeah, Man. Don't worry about it. We'll get That's it after the show. Kind of shady production. It's the gaffing tape. Um, I all right, and then our usual sticker package. So I um, am going all the way back to the beginning of the show, and I would like to know what, um, who, I guess is probably how I want to ask this, was Scott's early childhood hero. That is, that's don't say it. Scott. Don't yeah. Don't answer. <laughs> You're gonna kill me. I'm gonna start crying again. It was Scott Brighthop with my first God, my dear. first hero, and he's gone too. Like I, it's it's too much, man. But my first real hero is my my one of my best friends, Larry Lois. He's the guy in this picture with Ron. Like he he's a little older than me, and just he set the pace for me, man. Like he he was a good example for me in. Uh, all aspects of my life but especially in bmx and he only raced for a couple of years but it made a huge impact and like just he led the way for me so he's really the first one well aside the from first- that hero when you first started the show and robert cardoza already answered the question so you had oh, mentioned the evil knievel which was the oh, answer well, i yeah. was looking for <laughs> so he's not a bmx guy that, no, um, I didn't say it was the BMX guy. <laughs> oh, well, Fonzie then. It's Fonzie. That's the answer. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, oh sit on it. Wait, let's We're ask, uh, let's uh, let's throw this out. Scott, you ask a trivia question in three, two, one, go. Okay. Of these, the big four motorcycle manufacturers, which one did not produce a BMX bike? Yamaha, Suzuki, Honda, Kawasaki. Three of them did. One of them didn't. Oh. I, I got this. Yeah? I did. I'm going to write it down. But it just got silent in here. Everybody's rushing. But I can't spell it. It's <laughs> the easiest one to spell. <laughs> well, then that means I got that wrong. I got that wrong. <laughs> oh, they're blowing up the chat they with the are. answer, then. <laughs> what do you got, Melissa? I'm seeing a high percentage of Honda. Yep, that's it. It's fish in a barrel. That was an easy one. Who did, really? I think there was technically some Honda BMX bike at some point, but not yeah. really. Like, yeah. they never made, like, a they were serious. Late. They were late to the party? It was way after the party. And I, I don't think there really was one but there was some honda branded thing if someone wants to get hung up on technicalities but well craig's the one that chimed in so he's like the encyclopedia britannica of bmx history do you know do you know that robert cardoza he mentioned ago mm-hmm. mentioned a minute ago was a stunt rider in the movie et yeah, he yes we had him on a couple weeks ago he will be back on for moto 2 yeah we got a moto 2 for him we might even have a three for him i'm pretty sure we're going to semis with robert man <laughs> right because his wow. story is freaking awesome uh scott i want to say thank you so much for joining us this evening um it was awesome a, a, a great time thanks man uh really appreciate you taking the time out of your t- uh, day to join us uh and again uh, just thanks uh chris let them know all right yeah Th- thanks again scott for for hanging out with us tonight um you're gonna stay on with us for a few minutes after the show uh we, we're gonna talk with you for for a few minutes uh we did do you know want- rob cardoza was a stunt rider in et no seriously yeah anyway sorry wow so everybody again thanks for hanging out with us tonight uh thanks for all your activity in the chat 
Uh oh, we broke up. It we took got... this long to fall apart. We did. What? What broke up? Oh, his his video. Oh, okay. So, again, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, make sure you you like the show on our Facebook page. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Share the show on your Facebook. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, give us a thumbs up on there if you like the show. Share that with your friends as well. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Twitch. We also are in the podcast. We have a podcast version of the show, uh, which is available on Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's all of them now. All of them. Uh, make sure we also are on Amazon Alexa, so you can ask Alexa to play all things BMX show, and you'll get the uh, podcast version right there on your Alexa. Um, what else? Alexa, need... play all things BMX. God damn it! Now it's going to trigger it. Now it's going to go. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. If you have any, that work. if you need it to is. get a hold of us, you need to. Share something with your track. If you've got something going on, you got a special event, you got an idea for the show, a guest you'd like to see on the show, please email us at allthingsbmxshow at gmail.com. Uh, we want to hear from you as well. And I believe I've covered everything you have. I need Thank to you, hit. So, again, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. God bless everybody. <laughs>